Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of The Crease Dive. Today is Friday, June 2nd, Memorial Day weekend. It's come and gone. Lacrosse season's over. We have to wait until January before we watch some meaningful lacrosse again. Oh, wait, no. Psych. We are getting geared up here for an entire summer full of the best that lacrosse has to offer. PLL opening weekend is here in Albany. I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dukes on the mic coming at you live from a hotel in Albany. Uh, been checking out, scoping out training camp over the last 48 hours or so, gearing up for a big weekend at the Bar Down Beer Garden. Dukes, how are we feeling? Feeling great. A little warm up last night at the bar watching the NBA Finals for the Beer Garden. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, um, saw Roger Garnsey, right? Fresh off a national championship. He had to get the legs going a little bit yesterday. You know, he's got to warm it up for the game on Saturday against uh, the Atlas, Redwoods Atlas on a- ABC, 1 p.m. Check it out. Um, but just like last night, I had to get a couple Bud Lights going. Bud Light, don't judge me. Nobody canceled me. Had a couple Bud Lights going. Uh, and then uh, just got to get ready for the beer garden. Um, they have training camp. I need a training camp. Uh, but so far, so good. I mean, I swear to God, Jordy, Albany, like you think it's upstate New York. It's not going to be hot. Every time I come to this motherfucking place, it is the hottest place in the world, sweating my ass off. Um, but hopefully there's a little bit of an overcast tomorrow. Uh, rain gets out of the way and we have a uh, great weekend of, uh, of games going on. Yeah. So uh, anyone who's been following along, obviously, you know, with, uh, with yourself, Billy's up there, Jake. Uh, so we've seen some, some content for sure coming out of the boys, but uh, obviously the, the most notable thing uh, you're rolling around there on the scooter seem to be getting around pretty well, but you didn't mention it. It's, it's hot. Uh, you know, right. so, so how, how's, how's that adjustment been with the scooter up there? I mean, it's, it's gotta be it's something new to you, something foreign, uh, seems like you're, you're making do though. And that's really all you can, you gotta be playing. You gotta be scooting your best, your best ball in June. And, and it appears that you're doing so, so far. Look, I have like four wheel drive on a three wheel scooter. Um, this place can take me anywhere I want. I will say that like, if you, if I had to describe it, imagine being next to RJ, uh, for like an entire an entire day and how much that guy moves around now minus two legs plus a scooter. So this, this scooter got some mileage yesterday. Um, it, it, it was, it had some terrain going over grass, turf, tested it all out, all good to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, training camp, everyone looked ready to go. Uh, some tired legs. So like maybe so like which coach works them out the hardest, which one works them out the least. So that's going to be an interesting perspective going into these games. I think over the past couple of years, when we see that coming out of this training camp, some teams look way more gas than others. Um, so like have coaches adjusted? Um, did they not? I mean, that's all, that's all to be, to be said, but I mean, man, I, I love this shit to be honest. I, I, I really do. Uh, I think that adding new faces to these teams and then, like, even a team like Chaos, if you're like, well, they don't have anyone, you know. Remember last year, week one, they had nobody. They had they were the replacements, we say. And they, they gave the whip stakes, the defending champs, or not, not the defending champs, uh, rematch of the uh, championship, but gave them a scare. So, like, the, even the guys like the replacements or whatever you want to call them, like, solid players. You got guys fighting for roster spots. Um, I love being up in Albany. I think it's the great, greatest place that you can open up the weekend. But also, really quick, I want to plug this. If you're in the Albany area, if you're within a two-hour drive and you're not going to the Bar Down Lounge to watch these games, it's, it makes the experience 10 times better. Look, 
You're 21 up. You want to be on the field. Two games, two tall boys, $25. In Philadelphia New York, and New York City, $25 gets you one drink and maybe a sip. So two tall boys, field level access, not being up in the high bleachers. I checked out the bar down lounge, lots of shade. It's going to be rare to come by tomorrow. Lots of shade, two games, two tall boys, $25. Me and Billy will be there. Come hang out with us. Um, it, it's going to be a great weekend for lacrosse. A lot of people are saying that this is the best deal of the weekend. Yes, it is. Second, people are calling, saying, Dukes, is this legal robbery? Yes, you're literally stealing money from the Rabels. So no matter how much you feel, how you feel about the Rabels, like you want to you steal money from them, you want to drink some beers, you can steal money. It's legal robbery. Do it. They are begging you to steal money from them. So come on down. Like, I, I don't think you could even like put a price on the conveniency of, of having the bar on the field level because the like, field. Be, because like at, at no point do you have to worry like, all right, so let's say you're, you're gas and beers and right. you're, going, you're going a little bit quicker than you thought you were going to be right. Maybe it's a little warm out They're They're going down a little bit quicker. You were kind of thinking, all right, I, I've got this tall boy right now. This should get me through this next quarter. Uh-oh, you drank it a little too quick. Now halfway through the quarter, you're out. You don't have to like wait for that weird time. Like, all right, like when can I get up and go to the concession stand right. and grab myself another beer without missing any action? Uh, it's 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 right there for you. You can get up and, and go whenever you want. It, like the conveniency enough. I I would put you can't put a price on it, but like I would say that the $25 is well worth the conveniency enough, but now you're getting field level access and a couple tall boys to go along with it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like you said, legal robbery for sure. $25 just to get into the game. You'd be like, okay, that's a good price. $25 to sit on the field. You'd be like, yeah, that's an excellent price. $25 to sit on the field and get two tall boys out of it. You'd say, shut up. Give me my, get, like, just let me pay you. So yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a business guy, but it, it does seem to be, um, listen, I, I pray that it's sustainable. I really do because it's an awesome deal it seems like something that shouldn't be. So take advantage right. of it while you can. I will like, we're going to talk about this with our kids. I think it was like the great, uh, in, in like 1972, the Cincinnati, the, Cle- the Cleveland, it? Cleveland. Yeah. The Cleveland, yeah. Cleveland Indians at the time. Don't cancel me. Cleveland Indians at the time, they had like a $2 beer night and there was riots all over the place. I'm not inciting riots. I'm not saying that, but all I'm saying is there will be a time where we tell our kids, Oh yeah. That $25 for two tall boys. And it got wild in the PLL beer garden. So come down, have some fun. Uh, I, I can't praise it enough. I mean, it's going to change the way that 21-year-olds like and up want to come view these games. Uh, look, RJ, he's got, he's got the little kids in the premier zone. He's got, the, he's got them by the, by the hip. They're attached to him. Leave the kids in the premier zone. Come on down and drink. I know in Philly, me and Jordy are going to get after it. Uh, two tall boys, fine. But uh, I, I know in a, little, a little old hockey trick. Go in the parking lot. Beer in upstate New York is not expensive. Go get yourself some a like twelve pack or two. Drink gas a little beers in the parking lot. Come on down with the buzz. Two tall boys should should be able to do the trick. So uh, yeah, I mean that's just an old hockey trick from your boy dudes. Yeah, I mean if if you want the first lock of the season, uh, it's that it's going to be a brutal weekend to be a domestic light beer. Uh, now, as speaking of locks for the for the weekend at least. Week one is always 
it, it's so hard to predict. Uh, I mean, right. you've, got, you've got so many different things going on. So one, you have the one week training camp. So right. it depends on, you know, what teams are able to actually get their legs, what teams are, you know, they still uh, don't quite have those under them. Depends on, I mean, dude, we've got kids who literally just had their college season wrap up six days ago. Um, so, you know, to see the turnaround from, you know, finishing up that, you know, a guy, uh, I mean, Evan's in on a, on a 25 man roster right now. Uh, who, who else? Uh, Cross Ferrara just finishing up right. an unbelievable career at Salisbury winning a national a D3 national championship. Uh, he he's on the game day roster for the Chrome, um, you know, but a bunch of other guys, you know, w- whether they just finished up this past weekend or maybe two weekends ago, uh, you know, they're still going to be a little gassed from the college season guys who, you know, uh, we're going to be missing guys in the NLL final. So game three of bandits and Colorado mammoth, that is Saturday night. I believe I want to say it's at seven 30. Uh, so you can make sure to tune into that one, seven 30. I wonder how many people I always, I, I'm just so bad at geography to know where, uh, how, how far it is from Albany to Buffalo in my mind. It's like 45 minutes. It could be end 15. up being like, Oh, it's only 15 minutes. Um, from my calculations, it's only 15 minutes. Um, yeah, it's only in my mind. They're like right next to each other. They could end up being like three hours apart. Like only 15 minutes by plane. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So, so as, as long as you've got the PJ guest up, uh, it should be a 30 minute flight, uh, 15 minute flight by plane, 30 minute helicopter ride. Uh, through the through the mountains, and if you're going to drive, it's about a four hour drive. <laughs> okay, so yeah, maybe not too many people able to uh, make that that double dip. Um, although, I mean, you could do you could go from Buffalo for Game Three of the NLL Finals, and then make it to Albany for uh, for for the second day for the right. Sunday games. Um, so I, I wonder, it's big, big, just big weekend in upstate and western New York. I also know that they're all like. Oh, Buffalo's not upstate. We're Western New York. And then yeah, uh, Buffalo, oh, we're Canada. Oh. Yeah. So either way, big, big weekend up there. But yeah, you've got game three of the NLL finals going on 730. Uh, so we're going to be missing a lot of the guys on the chaos as they're finishing up their season with the bandits. Uh, going to be missing Dylan Ward and cage for the water dogs. Going to be missing Zed Williams. Uh, you know, and then just a, a bunch of other like Canadians who Canadian rookies who haven't been able to get their visas. So Week one, always a bit of a clusterfuck. You never really know what to expect. We're not seeing teams, uh, you know, you know, their full roster right off the bat. So, uh, you know, it is a little tricky to figure these out as far as, you know, from trying to be financially invested in these games. Um, right. But I, th- I think as far as an entertainment product goes, like this is, you know, the, the PLL in general, everything's super tight. And Dukes, you and I were talking before we started recording where – like this might be the tightest that the league is, you know, in, in the Pretty five years so far. But as far as just an absolute toss up, like who the fuck knows, just roll the ball out. And I guess we'll find out like week one is, is that in the PLL where, you know, you, you could have a team that you're like, yep, this, this, they're about to win this game by six. And then they lose by like, it, you just have no idea what's going to go on in week one. So as far as picks and previews, we're going to give them to you because we're professional. And they're going to be wrong. And well, well, Jordy, remember, I always said this, before you get this started, there is always one team every single year, right, that starts at the bottom. Last year was Chrome. Two years ago was Atlas. 
where we're like, they're not going to be good this year, and they end up at the, at the top of the standings. Happens every – it was chaos year one. Everyone thought chaos was going to be the worst team. They ended up being – finishing the regular season number one. So when I say that, like, I do not – I can conf- – like, I have no confidence in saying one team is going to be worse than the other. So in theory, though, so we're we're going to be right about being wrong, though, and I think correct. So so that ultimately makes us right. So everything yes. will be right, but we might be wrong in the process of being right. Yes, and we'll give some bold. We'll give some. You know. You know what? Should we just fuck around with those? Throw around some hot takes. Uh yeah, Brian Tevlin, rookie of the year. Okay, uh, Sam Hanley, rookie of the year. Eh. That's not a hot take. That's just a correct answer. I, th- I think that Sam Hanley I, – I do think Sam Hanley is going to be a better pro than he was a college player, which is hard – like crazy to say because he was a great college player. Right. Um, but I, I do think that he has more, obviously, to work with uh, at the pro level. But I don't know, man. I, th- I think as the years keep going by, like the, the two-way midi was already such like a – a key piece to any PLL roster with, you know, the shortened field, the shortened shot clock. And now the game's getting even, cl- it's, it's getting even tighter. Shot clocks are, are dropping down even more. Like I think that two-way midi is just going to be just premium gas for a PLL roster. And between, you know, Brian Tevlin and then obviously, you know, Quinn McCann ends up getting cut by the, get, ends up getting released by the Atlas uh, during training camp. He'll probably end up catching on somewhere else. But like those two guys, we saw what they could do for Notre Dame. They're going to do the same thing for a PLL team. Uh, you get those two-way guys, and and that's that's the recipe right there. Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, the two-way midi, I, I agree with you, is the most important piece in the PLL, someone that can just stay on the field, especially like I think the short and shot clock, clock uh, shirt off the face might, might even amplify that. Do I think that? But here, 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 here's my art. I love Brian Tevlin, so I don't want to say anything bad because I, I honestly hope he does win Rookie of the Year. Sounds like you're rooting against them. Zach Currier, two years ago, when I said he should be MVP, you, there was a lot of debate about it because he was a two-way mini. So I, I'm just thinking from a points production standpoint, who is most likely to win? Rookie yeah, of but Cur- Currier is a Canadian, though. And do you really want to be taking the MVP away from hardworking Americans, Dukes, in this economy? Go dogs! All right, well, roll dogs. I'll tell you what. While we're talking about uh, rookies of the year, uh, let, let's talk about a couple guys who, before we get into our week one picks and previews, let's talk about some guys who will end up being rookies uh, next year. Uh, just finished up a, a great college season and just had a uh, nice little Tuarton ceremony uh, last night. So finalists right we Schellenberger uh Brennan O'Neill Pat Cav CJ Kirst uh my oh, uh Tucker Dordovic who uh will we'll end up seeing Tucker in action uh this weekend with the Whip Snakes so towards on ceremony last night Brennan O'Neill is your 2023 towards on winner for the men's game uh Izzy Skane winning it in the women's game I don't think that that's a surprise to anybody I think when it came down to the to the men's uh award I, I think you could have you could have realistically chosen 
I'll go ahead and say four of them. And I don't think you would get too much of an argument. You could have absolutely chosen from three of them and get no argument at all. Um, but when Brendan O'Neill was announced as the winner, we, we did see plenty of argument online, but that's just the way that the internet works. Nothing can happen without people uh, have, having to debate it. But do your thoughts on Brendan O'Neill as the 2023 Tawartan Award winner. Look, you're, going to, you're not going to get any argument from me. I think I said after first two games, he'd probably be my pick. Do I think by the end of the year that Patty Cav deserved to win it? Yeah, 100%. Uh, weren't that close in po- point productions? Uh, what, are you going to say that Brennan had a better championship game? I, I don't think so. Even Patty was playing with no hamstrings. It's not like Brennan lit it up. I mean, if we're also just going off of postseason play, Connor Schellenberger should have won it. So I, here's my thing to Pat. Like, I don't know if he cares. I don't know if he doesn't care but you don't need an award to know the type of production that you make and how important you are to the game and how important you are to your team. Uh, if you ask Brendan O'Neill, what would you have rather have had a national championship or a Tawartan? I think everybody says they'd rather have the national championship. So you, you don't need an award to uh, have your mark on the game or like it's for you to know how good of a player you are. Uh, rings speak louder than trophies. I, I will say so. Totally agree with all of that. Uh, definitely agree. I mean, you have the you, you put the ring on your finger, and that just takes away any sting of of not winning the towards on away. Um, and then obviously, you know, Schellenberger already has a national championship to his name, so it's not like he's like looking for that towards on to kind of find some sort right. of legacy for himself. Uh, so it, you know, good for good for Brennan on winning it. Um, what I will Somebody say, had to. The, yeah, somebody had to win it. Uh, what I will say on the Pat Cav aspect of it, I would like to know like when, like what was it already decided who won like before everyone made the trip down for the ceremony? Because as we heard, uh, the Notre Dame lacrosse team, they all took a, uh, a trip to Germany. I believe that they left on Wednesday. Uh, so a trip that they do every four years, international trip this year was to Germany. Uh, so a whole Notre Dame team over there. Uh, you know, Pat Cab obviously with, with the, the hamstring, like it, it just seemed a little fucked up to make him go down to the ceremony, stand on stage with the torn hamstring or whatever that hamstring injury is while the rest of his team's getting after it in Germany. Like it could have been like, Hey, listen, unfortunately you're not going to win the award. If you want to just take off to Germany instead of standing here on stage and wasting your time and, and having to congratulate Brendan on winning it, go ahead and take the fight with the boys. Like, that's my only thing. It would have been nice to be like, Hey, no, it, it, it's, it's not your time this year. Why don't you go have fun with the boys? I agree. I was talking about this with a couple of people at camp, like a couple of players. I, I, this was one of the few years where I truly did not know who was going to win. Yeah. I, I like, I usually go into it like, Oh yeah. Like that's, there's one above the other. Uh, you kind of go into the playoffs and you're like, there's tight race. And by the end of it, it's always the guy that wins. Um, that was, that was the closest race I can remember in a lifetime. I wouldn't have been upset if three of those guys won. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to I, I feel like I'm almost dipping my toes into socialism here. Um, I, it's not that I want to spread the wealth, but it, the way that I went into it, I was like, all right. So Brendan O'Neill was already named the most outstanding player of the year uh, when the All-American list came out. Pat Cav won the national championship. Like it just seemed to me like, all right, so Brennan has his thing. Pat has his thing. I, I guess like Shelly ends up right, getting the right, more time. Right. Um, yes. You just you know, described I mean, NCAA lacrosse socialism. Congratulations. 
Yeah, so I, I I don't I don't want I don't want to say that Tawarton's like a participation trophy, but it just seemed like all right, like all three of these guys are so yeah. tight. They all had something like yeah, maybe maybe this is set enough for Schellenberger Tawarton. Uh, didn't end up that way, but so like I in my mind, like I was already convinced that Schellenberger was Tawarton, so I was like a little like oh, like Brendan won, and then maybe like four and a half seconds later, I was like yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He was fucking absolutely nasty this year. And it's also pretty funny, like when just in general talking about Shelly is like how people went into the tournament, like, oh, he's been injured all year. And I'm like, oh, this just sounds like fucking like, like a load of crap. Just like, oh, yeah, like he was a little banged up. And they're like, he's finally healthy. I was like, sure, whatever. Mr. May, it's it's unbelievable what he does in May. When you got to play your best ball in May, it's like Dukes, like Michael Scott, like Connor Schellenberger. Like you got to play your best ball in May. And the guy always said, uh, steps up because when i watch him every single game even in the, in the loss we're like it's crazy the, the what if if you're up two with two minutes to go and uva loses that game it's it's crazy like is is uva national champions is do, like it's just the, the what ifs are crazy yeah yeah it was, it was a great weekend uh nice little ceremony to cap it off there i'm sure that um, all, all the, all the Brennan O'Neill doubters, he's, he's a bust. I'm sure that they're just, uh, just, just rolling right now. Go ahead. You, yes, that just, whatever, you, I don't know who, who will have this available, but I think going off the bus talk, Joey Spillane to win tour town next year. Really? I think that there's still that group maybe of guys. Maybe, yeah, yes, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I, one I, more year. I think, away, I think he needs. I think he needs that group to to graduate, and then coming. he can can take over, and then it'll be uh, Joey Spillina and like McCabe Millen for the yes. next few years. Yes, I think that uh, I think Joey Spillina, but he's like okay, junior junior year Joey Spillina tour, Tom. Calling it right now. I like yep, it. I'll, it. I'll, I'll, I'll back you on that. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up everything with the college game. We can now go full force into PLL week one. It gets going Saturday, 1 p.m. on ABC. So listen, I, I, everyone who can make the trip to Albany to spend just a, an easy 25 bucks to get your ass into the bar down beer garden, go ahead and do that. Everybody else, if you're not going to be in Albany, you better find yourself, whether you're watching it at home, going to a bar, going to a friend's house, whatever it is, make sure that you have ABC locked and loaded 1 p.m. as we kick off the 2023 PLL season with the Redwoods and the Atlas. All of these odds are going to be brought to us by the Barstool Sportsbook. Make sure that you're all gaming responsibly. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want some help, make sure to call 1-800-GAMBLER. But Redwoods and Atlas kicking off the season. We've got Redwoods on the money line, plus 175, Atlas minus 230. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to call this right now, Dukes. It's, okay. it's, June, it's June 2nd, 1252 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I like this to be my championship game preview. Wow. Uh, yeah, Redwoods and Atlas. I think that these two teams are going to battle it out all season long for supremacy. Uh, Redwoods. I mean, they, we we know their defense. They've perennially perennially had one of the greatest defenses in the league. Uh, they keep adding better and better offensive pieces around them. Atlas. We we don't need to tell you about how big of a wagoon the Atlas are. Uh, you've got Jeff Teat on your roster. That's a recipe for success right there. Uh, we watched them in the championship series. We've watched them, you know, the past couple of years. This team is is loaded. 
And I, I think like even some of the guys that they cut at training camp this year, like you could build a roster around them and they might be a playoff team. So Redwoods and Atlas, both wagons um, heading into this game. I, I, I mean, I mentioned it off the bat. I don't really know how to pick any of these games in week one um, until we actually see them in action. But I think that this is, this is definitely going to be best game of the weekend and it, it all gets going on ABC. I tend to agree. I think that the, I saw going into this year, the Redwoods had the second worst odds to win the championship. Um, I think that's the, t- if, if you're going off odds that it's them and the cannons at the bottom too. I think that the Redwoods by the end of the year will be one of the top teams. Uh, do I think the goalie play backs up uh, comes back? Yeah. I think Troutner or Kelly, whoever they go with tomorrow. I saw that uh, Nat said that they'll, they'll make the decision tomorrow. I think they can go with both probably um, then, then trying to figure that out week two. Um, but yeah, I think that, that, uh, the makeup of this roster, I really like, I like how they're putting Arden Cohen down, down low. Uh, so the ND communication will be, will be there. Um, and then you got, uh, RK and Johnny Sexton from the polls. So look, I think that the, what the Redwoods really relied on when they had success was great specialty play at the faceoff X and in, in Tendi. So I think if the goalies figure it out, this is going to be a very, very dangerous team. And I think the midfield unit is really gonna really gonna come on strong this year. I think that the more the more that I like look at them, I think Nakai is due for a breakout year. Uh, Charlie Bertrand came on very strong last year. I think he's a, an absolute stud and a behemoth of a man. Um, so yeah, uh, and then you got Anthony DeMeo, who's probably thirty-seven in year seventeen right now, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, he's got to be. He's got to. Yeah, he's got to be a vet, right? Here's the thing. I, I think. Uh, I think Cross Ferrara is is quickly going to become the, right. the new Anthony. Deme- like people talking to me, like, hey, like this guy's thirty year old rookie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you you got T- yeah Troutner maybe didn't have his best stuff last year. Uh, I, I would like to see a bounce back summer for him. Can never go wrong with a matchup between TD and Baptiste. I think that that always provides. Uh, maybe we'll see how long it takes Ryder to kind of get himself going. Um, but, you know, e- even it, coming right off the national championship, like you can throw Jules down there at attack for a little while. Like, you know, you can go Jules, Pinnell, Westberg. Uh, you can go Ryder, Jules, Pinnell. You can go Westberg. Ryder, like so there there's there's a lot of different options for them to go with there yeah chucky bertrand um just so like talk, talk about a guy who just is pretty much unguardable um and just seems to dodge so pissed off every time he has the ball on a stick yeah atlas uh insane will we'll be very excited to watch uh, Brett McCarr and uh, Gavin Adler, both of them in their first uh, PLL action, two top three picks on defense. So they'll definitely have their hands full and it'll be great to see how they handle it. Um, you know, few, few rookies making that, uh, making that opening day roster for them. I, I think, you know, you got Xander Dixon, one of the best off ball specialists, uh, in the game after, you know, spending all those years playing with Connor Schellenberger. Now he gets a chance to work off ball with a guy like Jeff T and Chris Gray uh, carrying the rock. So I think that he's, he's going to be due for a big rookie season. So yeah, love both these teams. If I had to go with anything, you know, because on, on the money line, you're not getting a lot of, not getting a lot of juice with Atlas minus two thirty. So, uh, you know, if you're looking to make a pick here, 
you know, you're getting a little bit more Redwoods plus 175. And I do think that if the Redwoods win this game, it's probably going to take the under to do it. Um, you know, if, if there are you know, a lot of goals getting scored in this game, I think that that does benefit the Atlas a little bit more. So Redwoods in the under, uh, but yeah, it's, it's about as much of a toss up as I can come up with here. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I'm going to take the Redwoods, but I think that one of the, because uh, the thing is, is I think that it's going to sound shocking in a way, but I think that Atlas, do, besides like T and Gray, it's going to take with Pressler's new offense and who he's added in. I think it might take some time. Like, I don't even know. At first glance, you might, you might miss it, but there's no Kobe Smith on this roster, not even in the reserves. There's no Cade Van Rapport on this roster. So you're throwing two rookies in down low on defense with one week of training. And Kim Cannon is good enough to steal a game. But but I don't know. I, I do think that the Redwoods depth, and again, like I always say, every episode of the Atlas play, what do we know about Kim Cannon? He's one of the best best stoppers from five yards in. That's why he was so good at the championship series. But what does he struggle with? Outside shots. I think that's one of the Redwoods strengths with Miles Jones, Perkovic. So I, I, I think that I'm going Redwoods in this one. And – it's going to be interesting to see Pressler kind of have his guys in. And I think that it might take some, not by sometime, maybe week four, they're all gel. And we're looking back and being like, Dukes is dumb. And I could be wrong overall. And it won't be the first time. It won't be the last, but, but I'm going with the Redwoods based off that strategy. All right. Uh, the three thirty game on Saturday, this will be on ESPN plus. So make sure you've got the streaming devices, Locked up, loaded to go. Uh, we've got Cannons on the money line at plus te- 210, taking on the new look Archers at minus 278. Uh, I mean, both of these teams coming into the season with uh, with, with a new look. Obviously, Archers bringing in Mac O'Keefe, uh, reuniting him with Grant Amant. Anyone who was around for 2019 to watch that Penn State team knows that that is uh, pretty much an unstoppable duo to work with. Uh, you've still got you know, pl- plenty of other dogs like a, like a Matt Moore and Tom Schreiber to work with with that Archers offense. So, you know, core with the Archers, definitely looking a little bit different offensively, uh, but, you know, different usually me. I, I think that it's it's going to be a good thing for the Archers moving forward. Uh, Cannon's new look just because of the news of Lyle Thompson uh, deciding to take a year off from the PLL, a little year hiatus. So, you know, how, how do you fill in the whole of, you know, Lyle Thompson taking the year off? Pretty much impossible to do so. He's a top three player in the world. So unless you've got another number one through three, you can't really fill it in. But, uh, you know, Asher Nolting has a full year of experience under his belt. You bring in a guy like Matt Cavanaugh, who, um, you know, we know what Cavanaugh's can provide to, to a roster. Uh, kind of give Ryan Drenner the keys a little bit on the offense. I think that that's going to be a good thing. You bring in a couple guys who have some, uh, you know, some veteran presence on that team, a guy like Marcus Holman, a guy like Adam Gettleman, uh, a guy like Kyle Hartzell, like guys who have been around, they've been professionals for years and years now. So can help this team kind of find an identity. With all that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm out on the cannons this year. I think that this is, this is going to be my team that I say is going to be dog shit this year. Not really a hot take because they finished in last place last year. Um, and I think it'll kind of be similar. Uh, they're not uh, dog shit's not the adjective to use. I think that they're, they've got enough there to hang with teams all summer long, um, but kind of similar to last season where it's just, I don't know if they have enough 
to just win those games. I think that they can hang in every game. I don't know if they can win them. Um, and archers are just, you know, always one of the best regular season teams in the league. Can they finally get over the hump and do anything in the postseason? yet to be determined, but considering week one is part of the regular season, I got to go archers in this one and I'll go ahead and take the over. Yeah. I think that, uh, I'm going to actually go with the archers as well. Do I think the cannons are going to be the worst team in the league? No, that's my, that's my take. I actually like the makeup of this, of this roster for the most part. And I think for how shitty they did in the draft with the, with the last regime, I think that they kind of redeemed themselves in the, uh, the off season and they have staples that they can continue to make the pillars of their franchise. Um, I think that they were pretty competitive last year, and I think they got a lot better. I'm expecting a big year at Asher Nolting. Uh, I think I think Marcus Holman is Marcus Holman. He's one of the best shooters in the world. Uh, who gets that third spot at, at attack? Is it Kavanaugh? Is it Donville? I think that either way you go, I think it's a weapon on the midfield or uh, switching it up out of the box, whoever comes out of the box. Like I don't know if that's Nolting. I don't know if it, who's going to consistently be the two down low. Um, yeah, I, I think that just overall the entire team got better. Um Goaltending, I mean, I, I liked Morocco, but I think that going with Gittleman consistently, I think I think Gittleman's is is, is it probably a safer bet. Um, you think that Gittleman gets a nod over Cole Kirst? Colin Kirst, yeah. Or Col- Col- yeah. yeah, yeah. Col- 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 Cole's Col- also Col- Cole's also on a PLL roster, so you, you, he's on the, the woods. He didn't get uh, the nod this week, but yeah, I, I do think that Gittleman will get the nod over Colin Kirst. Uh, I will say that I, if Colin Curse gets the nod, are the lights too bright? Uh, is it like I don't? It, I I, I want to be safe with this take because I don't know how much he's been training. But I do have a take that like if you're like a second year player that's not coming straight out of the college, like I do like like I don't mind rookies coming straight from college in because you've been seeing shots. But I, you know what I'm trying I, to say. I, yeah, I want to say that he was playing indoor with Vegas this year. I don't. I, I don't think His that he was. was. Yeah, but hold up, Vegas. All right, hold up. Good, good, uh, good radio. Good radio. Good radio. And yeah, I, I do really want to go back. I, I, I said I, I definitely don't think that the Cannons are going to be dog shit. I think that they're going to be you, you, you same that, thing. Yeah. Same thing as last year. No, yeah, he he was playing with uh. With, was with he? the desert, yeah, yeah. Now, now let's see the, what the stats are. I can't. I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine that he was getting in a ton of games. Uh, pretty hard to be an American goalie to to play in the in the NLL. Um, but yeah, both both cursed. Yeah, and then Landon Kells. I, I want to say it was there. Uh, Landon Kells, Joel Watson. So yeah, probably their third goalie. But he was at least at practice every week, getting shots. Um, a little different with, with indoor than, than outdoor, but at the very least he was seeing shots and chances are that I'd imagine after some practices, you'd probably bring out the six by six and get some field shots as well. Um, so I, th- I think, I think we can expect to see Colin curse probably take over in between the pipes at some point this season. Okay. Uh, for Gettleman, get get a little youth movement in there. Uh, yeah, I think the Cannons, they're still going to be competitive. I just don't know if I agree with you that they got better. I uh, think yeah. that they, I, I think that they have come close to not getting any worse, which is really hard to do when you lose Lyle Thompson. 
Most times yeah. you lose Lyle Thompson, you're you're automatically getting worse. And I think that they've done enough piecing this roster together. I think that they have enough young talent and enough leadership to where it it's almost coming out net even. Yeah, I think I I, I will I will actually say I strongly disagree, which is good. A healthy debate, healthy debate. But I, I think in some way the Lyle coming back next year, I, I think it's is this gonna be like addition by subtraction in a way? That like how good would they be if they had him? Obviously a ton better when you're adding the best player in the world. But I, I, I think they upgraded every single possible position. I think their defense got better. Face-off's the same. I think their polls got better. I think their midfield unit got better. Their attack got better. And I think their coaching got better. And I think you still have players in the reserve that you can use. Like Rafus on the reserve. And like, I don't know, like you, you, you want to trade him for pieces? I mean, I, I like what the cannons are doing. And I think that there's always the teams that you think will stink at the, in the beginning of the year don't always end up stinking towards the end. So – uh, cannons will be my team that I'm saying makes the playoffs, doesn't miss the playoffs. I don't know how good that I'm going to say that they are going to be, but I'm just saying they won't be the eighth team out. All right. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, listen, that, that could be my, this team's going to be terrible. And all of a sudden they're in second place in the standing. So, uh, let's right. And that, this is football from last year. Cause you said they were going to be really right. Not really good, but I said they were going to be dog shit and you liked the cannons, right? Yeah, because I think Cannons and Chrome were our uh, – and I don't know if I said that they were going to be – I just said that they weren't going to be the worst. worst. I said that yes, the Chrome yes, were going to yes. be the worst. And yes, yeah, yeah, yes, you said yes. Chrome weren't going to be the worst that the Cannons were going to be. So, yeah, a yes. little, little, little flip-flop from last year. Um, all right, well, so, yeah, I'm, I'm still – I'm going to go Archers in that one and the over. Uh, sounds like you're also going with Archers in that one as well. And that brings us into Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. On ABC, we've got the Chouse taking on your reigning PLL champions of the world, the Water Dogs. Uh, Chaos, obviously. I mean, both of these teams, I think. Um, clearly the two teams that get fucked by the NLL finals the hardest. Um, so two teams that are going to look drastically different on Sunday than they will uh, when we see them later on in the season, uh, especially by the time the playoffs roll around. But Chaos missing like pretty much half their entire roster as they're all playing with the Bandits. Water Dogs missing Dylan Ward and Nett. A uh, lot of lot of new blood on this roster for the Chaos, uh, you know, and obviously that's you know just kind of piecing some things around with with all those guys being missing, but. I mean, just looking at the at the rookies here, you've got Brian uh, Minicus, you've got Will Bowen, we've got Nick Rowlett, we've got Evan Zinn uh, making an appearance on the uh, game day roster after his season with Virginia just wrapped up last weekend. Uh, Want to say that that is all for the for the but that's that's a lot of rookies heading into their first weekend of PLL action. Um, Let's see any, any, anyone else there, but listen, they might not have nearly as much firepower uh, offensively as they typically would when, when you've got a Josh Byrne and you've got, uh, you know, a, why, why am I blanking on the name right now? This is terrible. Um, Dane Smith. Dane Smith. Uh, every once in a while, mix in a, a Dehogan Nanako. So they're missing that firepower. But when you have Blaze in between the pipes, that almost cancels everything out. So, uh, you know, we saw it last year and we'll probably see it again this year, where if you count out this chaos team just because they're they're missing all the bandit boys, guess what? They still have 
one of the best goalies in the world, if not the best goalie in the world, uh, in between the pipes for them. And the only other guy who might be the best goalie in the world won't be in this game because he's trying to win another NLL championship with the Colorado Mammoth. I thought you were going to say he's in Germany. That's those, those are the three. I, I think we we, we talked yeah. about that yeah, yeah. last I week. Dylan. But, but, yeah. I do think Dylan's above him. But yeah, I, I agree. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think you kind of nailed it. I think the chaos will keep this competitive. Um, Jake Withers, not on the roster. Huge missing piece for the Water Dogs. How does Tucci step up? in his absence will be huge to the success of the water dogs going down the line. You know that you're going to get back one of the best goalies in the world. You're not going to get back one of the best face-off guys in the world. So they really got to step up at the face-off X. Besides that, I expect an MVP year from Sowers. Um, like again, I think that when it comes down to who's going to be the worst team in the league, it's going to come down to health. Um, so like if you see a team like the chaos or the water dogs at the bottom of the standing, it's, it's going to be because they weren't healthy. Um, Water Dogs got healthy at the right time last year. Um, they got all the, their guys back, so especially Sowers, who stepped up huge during the playoffs and the end of the regular season. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, I don't know what to think of this that much. We have an exclusive bet that will be coming out on the Barstool Sportsbook called Championship Hangover, where it will be chaos and the over, meaning that, you know, do the Water Dogs need a little bit of a wake-up call? Maybe. Uh, ownership seems to think so. So back PMT if you like that bet. But um, I, I'm going to say the Water Dogs win this one. Um, Wait, so so the PMT exclusive bet is going to be against the Water Dogs? Yes. I love that. Yeah, championship hangover, t- tough ownership. But um, yeah, I think that uh, I think I, I'm going to roll up the Dogs. Eh. Again, it, it, it's week one. It's so hard to make a choice on these ones. This one's uh, tough. This one's tough because. This one's tough because Blaze can steal a game, and I don't necessarily think that someone in the Water Dogs could steal a game, but I think they can make it competitive. So this is a tough read. I I will and, go with the Tennessee champs. I'm going to go with. Uh. Well, hold on. As you're thinking it over, just for the boys and girls back home, because I didn't Hi. mention this as as I as I brought up the game. Yeah. First ever. Uh, so on the Barstool Sportsbook app, we can get Water Dogs on the money line at minus 245 and Chaos getting the juice on the money line at plus 185. Over under on this game at 23 and a half. Um, yeah, like, like you said, I think like Chaos, they're missing guys, obviously, uh, offensive firepower, but Blaze cancels that out. Uh, and then Water Dogs, you're missing a top three goalie on the planet. But you have enough guys offensively, especially, you know, pretty much an entire roster from last season uh, to, to make up for it. So guys like, you know, and you add Jake Carraway to the mix. Um, so you bring in Jake Carraway. I, I saw the Water Dogs, the social tweeting out, like, are people still sleeping on Kieran McCardle? I don't like, is anyone, has anyone slept on Kieran McCardle or is it yeah. just like people? Yeah. Because I think he finished like, don't quote me on this. I want to say he finished. I want to say he finished two or three points in points, and he wasn't an all star. So, like, yeah, Uh, yeah. we watch week in, week out. We're not me and you are not sleeping on Kieran McCardle. Is the PLL social team potentially, and is the fans one hundred percent? In the sense, is the PLL social team like because he's not he's not he's not on camera all the time. 
I, I couldn't imagine him being like that that type of guy that like you know is putting up the point production and the little kids that are like the fans want want to vote for him. I think they'd rather vote for like someone that they like in the vlog. And that's I'm, that's I'm not against the kids, but fuck the kids. <laughs> no kidding. But uh, I, I do I'll go ahead that, and say it. Fuck the kids. The fuck, fuck the kids yeah. don't know a goddamn I thing. Hate the kids, how the kids vote in the shit. Know. Yeah, the kids yeah. don't know shit. Fucking yeah, losers. Like I'm so much smarter than that fucking seven year old. <laughs> they don't fucking watch the game. They just fucking dance on TikTok and then they they. Goddamn idiots. Can I tell hey, a story mom. about these kids? These kids last year in Fairfield, I think I told the story before, but I was like tipsy. And I was like, oh, what position do you guys play in lacrosse? And these kids were like fucking weirdo pedophile. My mom told me not to talk to any strangers. And I'm like, all right, whatever. RJ comes over to me and he's like, dudes, what's up? Dax me up with the camera. These kids are like, oh my God, you know RJ? And I was like, yeah, I do. And you know what? I'm not going to help any of you little shits out. <laughs> you want to get on the vlog? I was like, nope, not today. Uh. But yeah. That's that, that that's my RJ kid story. Then just throw a beer soaked Gatorade towel at him. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, kid. Um, yeah, in, in this game, I, I still I, I totally agree with you where this one's almost they're all impossible to pick in week one, but this one with all the missing pieces, have no idea. The one thing I will say that I do feel pretty confident in. I do like the under in this game. I think that Blaze steps it up. Um, you know, first of all, it's it's week one, so who knows like how well uh, the the Water Dogs are gonna that offense is gonna be gelling. Uh, maybe they do have that championship hangover, so it kind of takes them a while to get themselves going. By the time that they get themselves going, Blaze is already gonna be locked in. Chaos. They just don't have nearly as many guys as as they could, so I don't see them filling the back of the net, uh, even though not crazy about the water dogs between the pipes uh, this week. So I like the under in this one. I think it's, you know, so total set at 23 and a half, maybe like a 12, 10, 12, nine final, something pretty tight, uh, but not a ton of scoring. So give me the under in the 1 PM game on Sunday. I think I'm officially, I'm going to go. If you if, if value bet, what I'd actually place is if you're going to bet on it, I'd probably take the chaos. I do think the water dogs win though. Um, that's my final decision. And uh, I think Jack, Jack Hanna, break, uh, he, he had a really yeah. good season last year, but I think like really breakout player of the year. Like we start talking about him in like the top 15. Yeah. Uh, like PL players. I think that uh, I, I would bet if you could bet on this, if you find this line anywhere, I'd bet on Will Perry having a good time. Uh, I, I saw him. He's just the nicest dude in, in the world. Um, and I, I hope he scores a million goals. If Will Perry scores a hat trick and the and the Water Dogs lose, I'll gladly I'll gladly be wrong. So if, I also the chaos are just good dudes. I mean, if, they were kind of chirping me. They're like, "Oh, you need some chaos merch. You keep wearing Water Dogs merch," and that maybe is playing a factor into like who I want to win. And I, if if there listen, if if there's one coach out there where you could give them a brand new roster every single week. And he'd get those boys fired up, or those men fired up to go play for for sixty minutes, like it is, or however long a PLL game is. It's AT. Um, I, I've given AT plenty of shit every once in a while about like being a little too much of a meathead at, at times. Uh, but you know, I think especially in a week like Week One, where you're missing so many of your key uh, key points on the roster, like I think AT is just going to have 
all those guys ready to go to war. So uh, yeah, I, I like, I like chaos coming out with a lot of juice in that one, keeping it tight, keeping it competitive. I just don't know how many goals are going to end up being scored. Um, I feel like I had like one last thing to say about that matchup, but uh, I forget. Oh, that's uh, if Will Perry scores three goals in this game, would he have scored more against Matt DeLuca than he scored against you in the goalie challenge? It's a great question. No, probably not. I forget. I forget what the score of that goalie challenge was. But I mean, now there's a year out. Will was so nice about it. He was just giving me softballs, and I was just talking shit. As soon as he started seeing what was happening, he started letting it rip, and he missed the cage. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" He also knew. He knew I mean, the secret's out there. I'm not going to give my secret, but it's low and away. Oh, not after the soft 35. Maybe after the broken ankle, but after the soft 35, you could get yeah. to low and away. Oh yeah, yeah, I can get there. Right. I can get down. And let's talk about the last game wrapping up week one at Tom and Marie Casey Stadium in Albany, New York. We've got the Whip Snakes taking on Chrome 3.30 p.m. on ESPN+. Plus. You can get Whip Snakes minus 134 on the money line. Chrome at plus 105. Uh, this game, Vegas is thinking, is going to be the tightest of them all. Total set at 22.5. Uh, Whip Snakes obviously going into this game without Zed Williams. Uh, Zedzilla trying to win another uh, NLL championship with the uh, with, with the Mammoth, uh, but you got a guy like Will Manny slotting into that attack. You know, Will. So new look there for the for the Whip Snakes attack. Uh, you've got Petey Lasala at the faceoff stripe. A uh, cu- couple other new guys. I mean, Garrett Ledman coming off a uh, – listen, hopefully he stays out of the crease this weekend, uh, but coming off of a big Memorial Day weekend with Duke. Uh, you've, you've got a cursed in the lineup. You've got Tucker Dordovic in the lineup. So uh, Whip Snakes, yeah, they might be without Zedzilla, but they've got plenty of new pieces to make up for it. Uh, Chrome coming off of a big 2022 championship series world championship uh the the greatest sixes team that ever lived are they going to have a little bit of a championship hangover um hard, hard to say but a lot of meat on this lineup and i'll tell you what i'm done counting out the chrome did it last year might have even done it a little bit in the championship series never again that's that's my jordy guarantee i will never count out the chrome again uh this team is fun they're beefy they're just a bunch of big boys getting after it on over the weekend. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I love this game. I love this matchup. Uh, you don't get rich betting against the whips, though. You do it. I think you do if you're betting against the spread. Uh, but considering we don't have spreads available on the Barstool Sportsbook app this week, you can't really do that anyway. I, I think that they were they were. Bunch of bunch of dangerous men on the money line last year. I feel for some reason that they weren't that great ATS. They weren't. A lot of one goal wins. I'm going to go with the Chrome this one. I think the Whip Snakes will end up the season as the number one seed, but I think that they dropped this one uh, against the Chrome. I just like the Chrome. Make huh? no, you know what? No Whip Snakes. Whip Snakes win this one. Whip Snakes win this one because Dylan Malloy's out. I don't like that bad juju for me. Uh, I don't know why he's not in the lineup, but I'm going with the whips in this one. Uh, the fact that the Chrome have started so many, have such a depth at midfield makes me think that they're tired. 
and that they worked hard this week. So I, I'm going to go with with the whips. Um, I think that I, I don't know who they're going to plug in at that third attack. Is it going to be Keegan or is it going to be Brad? I think I'd probably lean towards Brad. Um, and I, I think that Brad Smith's one of the best players in the league. Uh, and I think everyone kind of started to learn about it last year. I think everyone will know it this year. Um, he, he's, he's an absolute stud. The very least, greatest mustache in lacrosse. Without a doubt. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think, I think Petey going to have, we, we talk about it a lot and, and Dukes, you and I have, have talked about, about, you know, the jump from the college face-off to the pro face-off, uh, probably, probably the, the hardest adjustment to, to make for a lot of some of these, uh, for, for most of these guys, as far as any position goes, I do think that, uh, is able to step in and have some success right away, uh, going up against, uh, you know, going up against Connor Farrell, who, um, you know, definitely one of the the better faceoff guys in the league, but, uh, I think PD has been going up against just elite faceoff talent for four years now. So, uh, I think that that's a good spot for him to be in. Yeah, I, I, again, you, you don't get rich betting against the whip snakes, so I am going to go in the whip with the whips in this one. Uh, but the the biggest thing I want to see here would love to see a big cross for our game. Uh, just D three D three by choice. Uh, I think he had like seven million points uh, in, in his I heard that. career. So yeah. wait, let uh, me tell, let me call Frank the Tank. Yeah, Frank the Tank did confirm that that was the. Uh... That was the record. Yeah, so uh, it might it might have been just like a hair shy, like uh, six million nine hundred thousand. But uh, yeah, we would love to see Cross Farrar getting involved early and often in this one uh, for for all the for for all the D three brethren out there. So going with whips, going probably not touching the the total at all because I have no idea how this one's going to play out. But going with the whips and would love to see a lot of D three goals. That's it's pretty much that's my take right there. Yeah, I think that a bunch of the boys are going to have fun, and then I think that we're. I'm just excited for the entire season. Uh, any championship or MVP predictions? Um, off off the top of my head right now, not. I, I mean, it's it's chalky for sure, but I think I think they're due for it. Give me Jeff T in the Atlas. Okay. Um, I, I know that some people are. Oh, you got a new coaching staff, Mike. Right? You, you fucking Dukes, just counting out Mike Pressler and everything that he's done. At, at oh, Duke and oh, and, wow! That's everything he's doing. Everything he's doing down now at uh, where's he at? Like Westlake in, in Texas City or, 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 or yeah, just yeah, at Hi- Park. Island Park. That's why I hate so. this motherfucker. No, I think that <laughs> I think that Pressler. I think it's just gonna take time. I think by the end of the year they'll be they'll be totally fine. I think in the first couple of weeks when I'm looking at it from a betting perspective. Uh, he's got to establish who he wants the identity of his team to be and what his defense wants to be. And I think that those rookies will maybe struggle. I don't know if they're going to struggle or not. I haven't seen them really in action, but it, it, it makes sense in my head. That's all I'm saying. You have to tell yourself a story. And I, I like the story that I made up. Um, I like for t- the championship. I, I, I think this might be the Archer's year. I, I think that. I think it might be the Archer's year. And that, that, that kills me to say, but I, I think this is the year they, they, they maybe finally get it done. Um, well, uh, all right. So uh, Barstool or Crease Dive exclusive bet. Will there be champagne popped in the Archer's locker room 
after a week one win in Albany. No, new regime. New regime. I also just think that Amon and Mac O'Keefe are going to do some dirty things to those goals. Dirty, dirty things. And I think that defense is pretty much the same. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Actually, big big question. Um, and and this will be this will probably be my last question for you, and then we can wrap things up here. But as a guy who has boots on the ground during training camp so far. Legitimately uh, a walking boot. <laughs> do, uh, do, do we have Gilman goals on – on site for these uh the the goals that have yeah, the extra they, extra extra loud rattle i i don't know because i saw there's different goals for games and what they've been using at practice if that, have, if that we, helps have we have we heard any any yes. of the sweet sweet pings yes yes okay. there's there at all least right. one goal on one field that had it all right so yeah i, I think you give us a met and o'keefe with those nets all season long um yeah definitely definitely guys who can do some damage and just Make sure we have the volume all the way up on all the broadcasts. Uh, is Jake doing a game this weekend? No, he's doing a game in Fairfield. Okay. I don't know all if right. that's announced yet. Uh, we can cut that. Or that could be a crease dive exclusive. Uh, cut it, cut it, cut it. <laughs> all right, we'll cut it. Uh, all right. Uh, so, yeah. Big uh, big one coming up, big couple days coming up over in Albany. Make sure you guys listen. If you're going to be at the at the games, hit up Dukes on Twitter, at Dukes there. Uh, find them at the Bar Down Beer Garden. Buy him a couple drinks, right? The guy's scooting around here. Uh, he's, he's losing a lot of, you know, a, a lot of hydration. Uh, keep, keep the man lubricated so that he can scoot all around Albany's campus. Uh, make sure that you're following us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at the crease dive on both. Make sure that we are subscribed on YouTube. Let's jack up those numbers throughout the entire summer of PLL action. Uh, follow, like, comment, do all that shit. And in the meantime, we'll be keeping it low to high until the day we die. Yeah. Trucking, got my chips cashed in. Keep trucking, like the do dog man. Together, more or less in line. Just keep trucking on, on, on. Arrows of me and flashing my keys out on Main Street. Chicago, New York, Detroit, and it's all on the same street. A typical city involved in a typical daydream. Hang it up and see what tomorrow brings. Dallas got a soft machine. 